What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, Deejans, it is Monday, October 23rd. We have your NFL Week 7 touchdown and Monday Night Football and some other sports to bet on. Mad Max joined me, the one and only Zex Panther. Panther, how was your weekend? Busy. Incredibly busy. Saturday, um, had my NBA fantasy draft. Pretty good draft. Great food. Uh, Afternoon, took my daughter to see the Taylor Swift heiress thing at the movie theater, which... I mean, I could spend a few minutes on that. Taylor Swift knows what the hell she's doing. Uh, that girl is an incredible businesswoman. She is breaking the molds. Uh, it was a great show. Even if you're not into Taylor Swift, like it, it was just an entertaining event to watch. So um, I'm not a Swifty or anything, but I don't regret going. And then wrapped up the evening uh, playing some poker, finished fifth in the tournament I was in, which put me first in the standings. So that was the good part of the weekend, but God damn, between college and NFL, what a bloodbath, Max. That's just a really crazy weekend as far as sports betting goes. Well, you, you hit on the Hawaii game, at least. You could have uh, you could have money-lined uh, New Mexico uh, by a couple of touchdowns there. I'm still trying to figure out what was going on with that line. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, no I idea. don't get it. <laughs> no idea. It's wild. Um I uh, went to a concert this weekend, saw My Morning Jacket over at the Beacon Theater in New York City. Uh, they did a stint of shows there. Uh, fantastic time. Uh, re- really, really enjoyed them. Um, so that that was the highlight of my weekend. The, the low light was, um, well, we'll get into that in, in this touchdown. <laughs> in, in this touchdown, I'm sure we'll get into that. All right. Uh, point number one, no Deshaun, no problem. Deshaun Watson played yesterday. Did you know that, Panther? Did you know that Deshaun Watson played yesterday? I know he started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was uh, one for five with an interception. He got pulled after a possible head injury. He actually returned. Like They said they cleared him, but they they didn't want to risk his shoulder. So uh, that was it. That was it from uh, uh, Deshaun Watson. And, and they didn't get much from P.J. Walker, but, man, their defense. They forced four turnovers from Gardner Minshew, including two strip sacks from Miles Garrett, who's got to be – the front runner for your defensive player of the year right now. Uh, Kareem Hunt, Jerome Ford combined for over 100 yards, three touchdowns. Cleveland edged out the Colts 39-38. Browns now 4-2, and two, Panther, but clearly they have a quarterback issue on their uh, hands right now. What are they, what, you know, what do you think, man? Is, is Deshaun Watson the answer there? Is he salvageable? They gave him all this money. What the fuck's going on there? 
Uh, he's going to have to be. I don't know what. I don't think they can get rid of him or, or anything like that. Like, they're a ridiculous contract. I'm sure they're all licking their wounds on this one. But they got to be jumping for joy that their defense is as good as it is. But if you have to count on your defense to score points, right? It's one thing to shut the other team down, which they didn't do. I mean, the Colts scored 38 points. Um, but that defense saved the day for the Browns. If it wasn't for the defense, the Browns were actually going to get ran out of the building. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, obviously the loss of Nick Chubb was uh, – it hurts. I'm going to say it doesn't hurt. Ford did a good job. Hunt does a good job. I think they even had another running back that got in there and got about 50-plus yards. But without a a play caller, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think. Watson just can't stay on the field. He's not healthy. He can't get into a rhythm. And if he can't get into a rhythm, like this offense just isn't going anywhere. I don't know if they start looking um, on the market to see, you know, the Cam Newtons and the whoever else is out there. Um, it's they're a playoff team, right? They're it's one of those teams, quarterback away, playoff team. But I, I really don't know what the answer is. They can't trade Watson. Nobody is going to touch him with fucking Raiders money. Like there's just no way. Yeah, no, it's 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 a crazy situation, and and who would have thunk giving someone all that guaranteed money, a guy who hadn't played uh, in in a couple seasons because of some you know uh, problems with uh, masseuses that he had, and they they trusted him, and he really hasn't played for the Browns yet, and it, it, man, if he was, if he was the guy that we saw in in Houston, you know, a few years back. I we'd be we would we'd be talking about these team this team regularly in our DGen rank, but yeah, there there's a chance that these guys fall off as a result of this. Uh, their defense can only hold things together so much, and as you mentioned, it was a bend don't break. They got a lot of turnovers. They got a lot of big plays on their defense yesterday, and they still only beat the fucking Colts by a point. Uh, but they do have a problem in their division because point number two looks like the Ravens finally showed up. Oof. Uh, hard one for me to talk about this one. Uh, Lamar Jackson, three for 357 yards, three touchdowns. Ravens absolutely dominated the Lions, 38-6. to It was uh, an ugly loss for Detroit. Quality win for the Ravens. What's your main takeaway from this one? Um, I, I feel somewhat vindicated because <laughs> I, I feel like I take a little bit of a beating in the, in the D-Gen ranks for where I keep Detroit and keep holding out hope for for Baltimore, I'm not bearing Detroit. Sometimes you just run into a buzzsaw, and yesterday was it for the Ravens that finally look like they put it all together. Like we keep saying, are they going to show up? With On paper, they look like they should be an actual contender. And if this is the team we get moving forward, it's a very, very dangerous team. You know, the, the Lions... Uh, they got game played, right? Once the score got out of hand and you can't run the ball, I mean, you're, they're just teeing off on Jared Goff. He could not get anything going. Uh, easily his worst performance of the season. They'll rebound. The Lions' offense is too good to be buried. But, man, I think my big takeaway here is is the Ravens. We've been waiting for this game, and we finally got it. Now can they string two, three, four of these together and really start to make some noise? I think that's the biggest question. 
Yeah, man. I think I think you know this. This my biggest takeaway is yeah. This is the uh, the Ravens actually showed up. Like that's the headline of this of this point, and that's what happened. They actually showed up. Uh, you you know you're right about um, once the score got out of hand. You know the lines were kind of limited offensively. They couldn't really do a ton. Um, but you know, uh, I yeah, I it was Jared Goff's worst game, but he got sacked five times. Like uh, you know that that defense was pressuring him tremendously you know and he still threw for almost 300 yards you know so i mean uh i think jerry goff is fine i think the offense is fine um they just they yeah they just yeah what can you say sometimes uh sometimes the other team just punches you in the face repeatedly and you, you there's nothing you can do about it and that, that's what it seemed like in this game uh yeah detroit should be fine moving forward and and if if baltimore if Baltimore plays like this, they're the Super Bowl contender. I'll say like that. I, if Baltimore can play like this, they are a Super Bowl contender. Uh, but we'll see. Consistency has been an issue with this Ravens team, and they might drop six points next week for all we fucking know. All right. Uh, <laughs> point number three, is it really time to start worrying about the Bills here? Divisional game's weird. But losing to the fucking Patriots is a big red flag. Bills could be in trouble this season. Uh, Mac Jones actually had a great game, absolutely great game. Uh, Pat's defense frustrated the shit out of Josh Allen. Now, you're already wary of the Bills. You're already there. Does this push you over the edge? Do you have a complete lack of trust for Buffalo now? I don't know how anybody can trust the Buffalo Bills. This is a team that, you know, we talk about Josh Allen. He's always put up into the upper echelon of top-tier quarterbacks, but you know, towards the end of last year and so far this year, I don't see it. I, I don't trust this offense. They haven't had much of a running game. I mean, quite honestly, the best running back for the Buffalo Bills for the last three or four years has been Josh Allen. Um, the defense probably isn't as good as it has been in the past. And then you look at teams like the Dolphins, the Jets are improved, and then you lose to the Patriots, who we pretty much buried in the D-Gen rank last week. Yeah, there's absolutely cause for concern here. Uh, if there were other teams that just weren't so freaking bad in the in the AFC, I would basically be saying the Buffalo Bills could potentially miss the playoffs. But I don't think they will miss the playoffs because there's just too many god-awful teams in the AFC. Yeah, so the Patriots' defense was good yesterday, right? I mean, something that had been holding them together the last few seasons, probably masking some of their issues and they were good yesterday. Now, you know, they didn't necessarily sack uh, Josh Allen a lot, but they, they got to him. They, they were giving him pressure. You know, they were hitting him. Uh, they were hurrying him. He was uncomfortable yesterday, uh, could not find a really good rhythm, threw a lot of passes. I mean, you know, he threw like over 40 passes yesterday um, and just was not efficient, did not look good. Road game, divisional game, weird still came down to the wire like the you know and then that was it the buffalo defense the buffalo defense is just not as good as it has been over the years so i think it's putting josh allen and the offense in some precarious situations by you know the other team either you know uh, uh just just you know keeping them um you know on, on the field quickly by scoring or you know like they this offense just is not as dynamic. The defense is uh, worrisome. They're four and three. Um, you know, we, we'll get to the team in first place in their division uh, a little bit later in the in the the seven points. Um, 
but yeah, I think it's you were you were already wor- worried. I'm worried now, and that that that's that's saying something because I, I, I like this I, I like this Bills team, but I'm I'm worried. I want to pose this question to you: While we're on these Bills, if they've continued down this track, they're a wild card team. They're you know we've already been talking about their window. At, if this is who they are, do they blow this up at the end of the season and just start over? I, I mean, you're not getting rid of Josh Allen. No, I think that's the you, one you, that you, you keep. You know, have... you're not getting rid of Josh Allen. But yeah, I think it's it, it would probably look like. I think Stephon Diggs moves on. I think that they try to retool this thing. I think they probably take a year or so to try to figure things out and and try to. Yeah, I mean, sometimes sometimes that's it. Sometimes the the talent that you have, the personnel that you have, is is limited, and you got to kind of fucking reset, right? I mean, it was it was the Rams, right? The Rams were were kind of like always knocking with Jared Goff and they're like, Hey, fuck it. Now I'm not saying that, that that's what's going to happen here. They're again, they're not getting rid of Josh Allen, but sometimes you got to just look at it. And it's like, you know, what we have is good, but not great. And maybe I, I mean, this might be the season. You're right. That they say we're good, but not great. Let's, let's try to do something drastic. So, yeah. Uh, moving on. Is it uh point number four, uh, Tyson begins punch out. Calling this one Tyson begins punch out. Uh, Bears have had a rough season, but things started looking very promising for them the last few weeks with Justin Fields putting together some quality starts. However, he got injured and it was backup Tyson Bagent who got the nod this week, but no issue for Tyson as he KO'd the Raiders yesterday. Uh, Bagent wasn't great, but still he outplayed the Vegas backup duo of Aiden O'Connell and Brian Hoyer. Raiders moved on from Derek Carr uh, in this this offseason, but man, they look worse than they've they've looked in years. What's the fix for Vegas, man? What like you're the you're now the new GM? Well, I, listen, I'll say you're beyond GM. I'll say I, I'll say you can make any decision that you want with the Raiders, any decision at all, Panther. What are you doing? Uh, fire McDaniel's first order business. Fire McDaniel's, you're out. Second. If we can correct a wrong and we can talk to him, I'm on my knees begging Versace to come back to Vegas. <laughs> like, I, I think that's, I, I, could you go a bunch of different directions? Yes. But had they just stuck with Versace, you'd probably still have Derek Carr, which we had already discussed. Garoppolo, Carr, it's really much of a difference. I say no. Uh, Carr loved Vegas. He loved his teammates. He loved the locker room. Um, I am usually the first one to jump on the fire a coach bandwagon, and we've teased it, but we're there. McDaniels needs to be fired. I don't know how bad that contract is and how long um, they're, they're going to hold on to him, but it should not be to the end of this season. Yeah, listen, hey, man. Rob Hunt, let's start over. Yeah, listen, like I, 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 I have to agree, right? I, I think this guy, he's had his chances in the NFL as a head coach. He's just not a good head coach. He can't, he can't run a locker room. Seems like he's decent enough on offense, but I can't even say that. He was a, he was, he, he been, you know, he was a beneficiary of fucking Tom Brady. I like honestly, I, like I am. Every single week that I see Josh McDaniels fail or Bill Belichick fail, like Tom Brady goes even more so 
up in that goat book, right? Like he's 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 transcended it. I joke that he was one and two. He's now probably one, two, and three at this point. <laughs> when you see the fucking failures of of guys like Josh McDaniels, um, you think, oh, Josh McDaniels is a brilliant offensive mind. Oh, Bill Belichick. No, no, the fucking Tom Brady was that fucking good. I don't care what the reality is. That's the narrative right now. That's the perception. Perception becomes reality, right? That's what's fucking happening here. Josh McDaniels looks like a clusterfuck. He can't coach a team. Uh, he jettisoned Derek Carr. Now, listen, Derek Carr's not lighting the world on fire in New Orleans. I get that. Um, but he was consistent. He was he, like, you know, he was he was a good, he was a very good quarterback in Vegas. Um, and yeah, Basaccia had that team together playing hard after the Gruden fucking debacle. So I, I I agree. I think I think McDaniels is a major issue there. But listen, I gave you the power to do anything you want, and you didn't get rid of the owner. Man. Well, uh, you can't. <laughs> well, I, I just told you. I just told you. You've got the power to do anything you want. <laughs> I don't. I listen. I actually don't think the owner's the problem. Other than the fact is that that he he gives money away too much to fucking guys that don't deserve it. He gave money away to Gruden. He gave money away to Josh McDaniels. You know. So I think that's his problem. But I actually don't. I, you know, he's. Yeah, he, I don't think he's a meddler. He's not like an interferer like Jerry Jones. He's just an idiot. It gives away money to idiots. I think he's, he gives away money and he's too loyal. He holds on to a problem way too long. I think if there's a knock on Jerry Jones, same thing. He holds on to coaches. Like, I mean, how the hell did Jason Garrett last like nine years? It uh, just blows my mind. But yeah, I, I, the owner, the GM, I, why we, oh, I don't even know what to say. McDaniels, he's got to go. All right, well, from your team to my team, uh, point number five, replay rules are silly. Uh, Rams lost the game to the Steelers yesterday, and, and listen, there's no real argument here. I, they, they fucking coughed up a very winnable game. They took, you know, what I'd say a major hit to rebounding to a winning season this year. They should have won that one. They got outplayed. So I'm not, I'm not here to say it cost them the game. I'm just here to point out what I feel is how silly replay can be at times. I don't know if you saw this. I don't know if you heard about this, but it was fourth and one in the fourth quarter. Uh, Pickett, uh, the, the QB uh, for the Steelers, did a QB sneak, and his knee was down. Like, his knee was clearly down. Like, the moment the, the moment that he moved forward, his knee was down. And you can clearly see that. Anyone with a TV saw that his knee was down. And he stretched out the ball, and they spotted him where he stretched out the ball, but his knee was already down. Okay. So they gave him the spot. They pull out the fucking, the dramatic fucking line. It's like a millimeter across the line, Panther. Like it was insane. Like if they spotted the ball where his knee was down, Rams get the ball, but they spotted it as a first down game over. Right now. Here's the odd thing is it was right around the two minute mark that this happened. Three seconds later, it would have been an automatic booth review. Ball goes back to the Rams. But because it wasn't the two-minute mark and because the fucking idiot coach, uh, Sean McVay, decided to burn timeouts, that was it. That was, no, like, no replay could take place. If the purpose of replay is to get the call right, Panther, why, why, why do we have these silly rules? Just, just tell me, tell me the reason that we have these silly fucking uh, replay rules. Why, why can't the booth just someone just say, "Hey, this overruled, done." I don't. Un well, I do understand. I just hate it. But it's about 
money. It's about commercials and it's about time, speed, pace of game, right? They want to keep everything within that little three hour window and they don't want everything. Because let's be honest, you could review every single play. Like some infraction happens. Offensive interference, holding, defensive interference, something happens. And try to not flirt with something that drastic, but I'm, I'm with you, man. We've got the technology, and in a game of inches, it just cracks me up. It's just one of the biggest faux pas in football. All of all of football is that we just let these officials arbitrarily spot a ball where they think it was. And then we bring out these yardsticks like there's some degree of accuracy with what they spot. Like, I don't fucking get it, but I'm with you. If you're going to have the rule, you're going to have replay, use the technology and get it right. Because I am a big proponent of just get the damn call right. Yeah, and listen, uh, I agree with you that the chance for it to get out of control is high. However, you just you relegate it to specific scenarios. Like, I... As I'm loath to say this, like penalties, whatever. That's what the that's what the ref is there for is to call the penalties, in my opinion, right? But spotting the ball, like you're telling me, the ref's eyes of where a player is down. I'm sorry, I I I you know I I would just have the booth say, here's where the ball's at. That that's it. Technology's there. Put a fucking microchip in the football. It'll tell you where the fucking fo- <laughs> whatever. I don't care, like. Where the ball is at, if a player's catching the ball inbounds, like those things, the replays, like, yeah, he was inbounds, he was out of bounds. But penalties, leave. Listen, leave that. That's what. That's what the fucking. That's what it is, man. That's what it is. Is you just leave the fucking penalties to the fucking, uh, you know, referees. Booth can call everything else. X Chris, is that is that the, uh, is is that is that from yesterday or just in general? Is that is that just them showing the index card? Was that 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 that's just a random? That was the Cowboys just raised by our game. Yeah, there's the index card. And I thought they pulled out the index card yesterday too. Fucking a. Anyway, Rams lost. They suck. Uh, point number six. Hurts donut. Uh, Eagles demonstrated why they made it to the big game last year and why they're one of the favorites to do it again this year. They beat a very good Miami team, 31-17 on Sunday Night Football. Jalen Hurts outplayed his former college teammate. Hurts won for 279 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. A.J. Brown caught 137 of those yards, also was one of the benefactor of one of those TDs. Tua, on the other hand, had kind of a mortal game. Phillies defense kept up with Tyreek Hill. You know, they kept him from torching them. Uh, he still put up like 88 yards in a touchdown, but still, he didn't have the big MVP Tyreek uh, Hill performance. Um, a big knock on the Eagles last year, a big knock for me last year, was they didn't really face a challenge until the Super Bowl. Not the case this year. Strength of schedule has gotten harder for them. Do you think this Eagles team is better than they were last season, Panther? Um, I uh, verdict still out for that. It'll be interesting to see if the Julio Jones addition gives them uh, opens up that offense a little bit more. I don't think it really matters with Brown and Smith, but uh, the defense. I think my big takeaway here is is the defense. I think there was a knock Eagles team thus far this year is that their defense had been subpar going against a very capable Dolphins offense. I think this performance by the Eagles defense speaks volumes of the potential of this team. 
they, we've had them in the top two in our DGEN rank, top three all season. I mean, it's them, San Francisco, and Kansas City. There's nothing about this game or probably any other game that's going to sway that opinion. I think they're as good as they were last year. I don't know if they're better yet. I think we, we've still got two-thirds of a season to figure that out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, again, I, I can't plant the flag one way or the other, uh, but I do think that this Eagles team is more experienced. I do think you know them making it to the Super Bowl last year, um, getting you know that loss, that close loss uh, to to the Chiefs, um, motivated them. I do think I see a little bit more um, grit from them this year. It's it's hard. Like remember, like they they were an odd team last year where they were a first test, a first half dominant team. And then kind of petered off in the second half. We never really saw them play like a full four games, uh, full four quarters of football. I think some of their explosiveness that they had last season has been figured out, or maybe you know, just maybe they they've learned their lessons to say we got to play a full game, um, not take our foot off the pedal. Because I've seen more of that from this team this year. It was close for a bit, and then they decided in the second half to pull away in this one, and and that's what happened here. So, yeah, I think the Eagles, uh, scary fucking team. We'll get to the other fucking team uh, in the second half of the show that looks like the NFC, uh, you know, contender to them. Um, but for now, all hail the Eagles. Uh, extra point here. Giant offense. Giants have looked better with Tyrod Taylor as the quarterback. But coincidentally, they've also looked better with uh, Saquon Barkley actually playing. What is it, Panther? Is is it uh, uh, Tyrod being in there instead of Daniel Jones? Or is it the Saquon effect? Uh, it's definitely the Saquon effect. I think the offense probably would have been just as good if it was, you want to call it 14 points good, um, or maybe even better with Daniel Jones. But, you know, it helps that the Washington Commodores are your op- opponent. Uh, but the Barkley effect, I've kind of maintained this for the whole Daniel Jones career, right? The, the, everybody beat up on Daniel Jones, but his best season was easily last season, and he had a healthy Saquon Barkley for the entire season. They have a healthy Saquon Barkley, a hungry Saquon Barkley. This Giants team is a dangerous opponent. I, do I think they're beating the Eagles or the Niners or the, the Chiefs? No. But couldn't they be a thorn in some people's side? Yeah, absolutely can. So, is Tyrod, listen, Tyrod Taylor's not a bad quarterback. He's been a very good quarterback everywhere he's been, particularly had success filling in for Lamar Jackson up there in Baltimore. He will have success. With this uh, Giants team, we've talked about many times, we love the coach and the coaching staff, but I know we always say running backs don't matter. Uh, Saquon Barkley matters to this team. I I think it's just plain and simple. Barkley matters, and they will go as far as Barkley can take them. Yeah, I totally agree for all those people that are chirping that it's time to bench Daniel Jones in favor of Tyrod Taylor. Taylor. yeah, I, I want to see Daniel Jones out there with Saquon Barkley for an extended period of time like we saw them last year, and I think you'd probably say this offense is the same. It's limited. It's limited. I mean, it, it's looked, quote-unquote, better with Tyrod out there. But nine points against the Bills, 14 points against Commanders, I'm not fucking ready to say that they're winning the Super Bowl anytime soon. All right. Long opening. We got through our touchdown. We do have some sports to bet on the second quarter of the show. It's not going to be a half. <laughs> There's not a lot to bet on today. Stay tuned. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. 
Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are back. Possibly never even left you. We're going to start with Monday Night Football, San Francisco 49ers. I talked about them. They're the, they're the other team. They're the other team not named the Eagles. Um, on the road in Minnesota, uh, of course, the Minnesota Vikings have had a pretty tumultuous season thus far, finding themselves as a seven, maybe six and a half. If you're, if you're betting them, uh, yeah, I'll give you the seven. You know, you can get the seven on the Vikings. If you're betting the Niners, I can get you six and a half. Which one, which, which side are you on Panther? You were high up on Minnesota earlier in the season or the preseason. I think that opinion has changed. <laughs> are you betting them at home tonight? Home. Listen, primetime Kirk. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> primetime Kirk, I think is the big red flag here. I still don't hate this Viking team. They still have a plethora of talent and the season really hasn't gotten away from them they there's still time for them to make a move they can string together a few victories but against the Niners tall order now the Niners are coming off you know a lackluster performance last week they missed two field goals Moody missed two field goals cost them the game Purdy didn't have a great game and then I read an article where poor Christian McCaffrey uh, his new flame uh, is dying to get knocked up by him and I can't knock the guy for wanting to give it his all <laughs> he scored himself an absolute gem uh so maybe McCaffrey's a little preoccupied I don't know but I really think the 49ers rebound from their last week's performance on the road at the Browns it's at Minnesota the weather's not really going to be an issue the weather's absolutely beautiful in the Midwest this week um so it <sighs> Minnesota it's what you've talked about, right? That luck factor, the close games. This could be a close game. Minnesota has enough talent to keep it close. I just think seven points is about as close as they're going to get. I don't think they get closer than that. I'm going to take the six and a half, put my money on the 49ers. 
I'm going to do the same, but I don't feel absolutely great about it, especially after last week of seeing, you know, what happened with the, this Browns team and, and, and kind of containing the Niners on the road. Uh, this be back-to-back road games for the Niners. Uh, Debo Samuel out for an additional two games. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is reportedly playing tonight, probably to stay away from having to make a baby. I think that's the, listen, I mean, he was, he was practicing all that time. Like, I mean, she had, she had the IUD in, so, I mean, he's been practicing, you know, now it's, now it's time to actually make it. He, he doesn't want anything to do with that. So he's, he's going to, he's going to try to play football tonight instead. Um, I don't think she, is she going to be there rooting for him? Is she traveling? Is she flying on the team plane like Taylor Swift? Is she, is she get that fucking entourage? I don't know. Uh, I think the Niners should win and should cover here. I'm uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm just I'm a little worried after after last week, but if the Eagles bounce back and did what they did to the Dolphins, I think the Niners have a bounce back game after a loss. Demonstrate who they really are. They should win. They should cover this one. Uh, X Chris disagreeing with us. X Chris taking the Vikings plus 7. You and I Thelma and Louis, Louis style on this fucking uh 49ers team. I I don't know what I'm rooting for here, by the way, Panther. I'm I'm currently winning. I've told you my conundrum, right? That I am one of the highest scoring teams in the league, in my league. I've only got two wins on the season because every single time I play, my opponent has, has like I have I've given up the most points in fantasy football as well, uh, and and I'm one of the highest scoring. So same thing. I put up a big fucking score this week, one of the highest scores in the league, and my opponent. He's got a chance to beat me. He's got uh, primetime Kirk. He's got Kirk Cousins, and he's got the 49ers defense tonight. So I don't know what I'm rooting for here. Is I'm okay. The Vikings to score a bunch of points, but Kirk Cousins having nothing to do with that. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's my 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 sweet spot right there. Right is 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 for Kirk Cousins not to get a lot of uh, fantasy points. But the Vikings to score, you know, a couple touchdowns on this, uh, you know, who's the running back? Whoever the fuck it is. It's not Dalvin Cook anymore. Whoever the fucking running back is. Oh, Cam Akers. Well, I've already cut Cam Akers from my team. But who? someone. Someone score touchdowns not named Kirk Cousins on this fucking uh, defense. And we'll see that. I, I'm vested in this game, too, because my team shit the bed. I had Goff. I had Eckler. I had Moster. Uh, all of them shit the bed. So I've got George Kittle, and I've got the kicker, Moody. I need, like, 35 points between those two. It's a good thing Debo Samuel's out. Maybe Kittle can get me about 25, and then I need uh, Moody to kick some 50-yard bombs. All right, so I think we're both we're both in it together then, because I've got no no problem with that happening. I yeah, it's again, no <laughs> no big performance from Kirk Cousins, and I need that defense to give us some points. All right, uh, baseball. We got a pair of baseball playoff games to talk about. We're going to start off in Philadelphia, where Arizona Diamondbacks are in town. Philadelphia looking to close out the series after taking one in Arizona. Um, on the mound for Philadelphia, uh, man, uh, very, very good Aaron Nola. He ate, hasn't been an ace all season. has been an ace in the playoffs. Taking on Merrill Kelly, who's been pretty fucking good uh, himself. Uh, this line is currently sitting at Philadelphia. Um, what is it? Uh, minus 184, Arizona plus 154. Uh, you've been wrong on this whole series, I feel. So please uh, pick Philadelphia. I listen. I am. I've been. I'm 0 for five. Not only am I going to pick Philadelphia, I'm going to double down so I can find some fucking value and run line it. But I saw a stat the other day where they're like, in in the most I don't know recent 30 years or something, uh, Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber have more postseason home runs than some other teams. 
that have been in the postseason. That's how much they've been, you know, yard yarding the ball. Aaron Nola, three and zero, a sub one ERA. I mean, we haven't seen this all season long. Can he do it a fourth time going against Merrill Kelly? Maybe, but I'm taking the Phillies really honestly in hopes that I'm wrong and we can get to a game seven. Uh, 25 bucks on the fighting Phils on the run line. Yeah, me too. I'm z- oh, on the run line. Well, I'm not taking the run line. So what does the run line get you? The run line to get you plus 115. I'll just, I'll just eat the chalk. I'll eat the minus 184 and bet Philadelphia here. Uh, I've been wrong on this series as well. So uh, hopefully I'm wrong again and we, we, we force this game seven. But Jesus, uh, Phil- Philadelphia looking to get back. To, it's back-to-back uh, World Series now. Which brings us a good segue to the second game as the Texas Rangers offended off uh, elimination yesterday with a big win. Now they get to go to Houston today. Um, Houston trying to get back to the big big series against Philadelphia once again. That's going to be uh, deja vu all over again. Uh, on the mound for the Astros, you got Christian Javier who's looked absolutely fucking amazing. And you got Max Scherzer who's making his second start. He looked like trash in his last game out. Does Max Scherzer have it in it? Does he have got one more magical appearance to, to push them into the World Series, Panther? Or is this it? Is it, Home team has yet to win a game in this series. Does that trend continue? Oh, it's tough. I think this entire thing hinges on Max Scherzer. I got to believe, that particularly for Scherzer, his leash is very short. Not only has he not looked good, during his stay uh, with the Rangers, but he was very hit and miss even with his, his stint with the Mets this season. I, uh, maybe his age caught up to him. Injuries have caught up to him. I'm really surprised they're throwing him out there, but I'm on the Astros. I think they finally get a home victory and get this, get themselves to the World Series on back-to-back years. I just I don't trust Scherzer. I don't know how anybody can trust Scherzer here. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm betting the Astros as well. Um, again, it is weird. Not not a single home team has won in this series. Um, this is a <laughs> this, this is something, man. This, these teams were neck and neck for the division. Uh, they meet up here in, in the championship series, and and they're neck and one game deciding it all. You couldn't fucking script this better. Uh, should be an interesting one. Can't, you know. Can't can't wait to to watch this because fucking Monday Night Football will probably be out of fucking control. Uh, man, man, talk about talk about like a Sophie's Choice of TV. You got this big fucking playoff game, and you got Monday Night Football. Um, Monday Night Football destroyed in the ratings. Still, it doesn't matter. It's football anyway. It does give us a DJ parlay at least. Uh, we'll still talk about the hockey game. We'll still do it, but we got the DJ parlay already set. Let's go over to the ice. One game on the board today. Montreal Canadiens coming to the states. I mean, if you want to call Buffalo the states, really, it's, <laughs> it's like it's like Canada South, really. If you think about it, uh, coming to the states, uh, Montreal finding themselves plus one sixty five. Buffalo finding themselves minus one eighty. Standings wise, statistics wise, these two teams aren't that far apart. Are you finding value in the Canadiens, Panther? Are you going to take a flyer bet on Montreal? Um, no, I'm going to take a flyer lean. I think Buffalo does win the game, but. At plus 165, this is way too much value on Montreal. I agree with you. I don't think they're 
that far apart. Matter of fact, Montreal's offense has been marginally better than Buffalo's. Both teams' defense has been about the same. Uh, maybe they can break out of a slump here, but I think it's a closer game. The minus 185-190 really shocked me for Buffalo. Uh, could be one of those. Maybe Vegas knows more than than I do. But I think the value, the value play is the Montreal. I just don't like them well enough to bet it. Yeah, I mean the 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 value bet is is Montreal, but I still have Buffalo winning this one. I still have Buffalo covering this one. But I'm not going to eat that fucking chalk. I I I just I just can't do it. Um, so I'm leaning Buffalo in this, which which brings us to our DJ parlay today. Not a huge payout, but Philadelphia minus one eighty four, Houston minus one twenty five, San Francisco uh, covering the six and a half on Monday Night Football. That parlay will pay four thirteen on this Monday and NBA back tomorrow. So we will talk about division, conference, and championship winners in the first half. Make some NBA bets tomorrow as well. It's a jam packed day today already, Panther. These shows are going to get a little bit uh, longer and longer as we, as we add another sport into the mix. But for this, on this Monday, take us home. Yeah, you guys might maybe even take a shot on the opposite parlay. Take the other three teams and parlay them, and maybe you get one of them. Um, yeah, NBA tomorrow, guys. Oh, my God, it's going to get crazy in here. But you guys can get crazy with us. Join the Asylum. Join our Discord channel. Come on in and shoot the shit with us. Call us out by name. We'll holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did over the weekend, what you're doing tonight. And when it's all said and done, kids, make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only. And any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.